Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Women That Wait, shedding light on the struggles Christian women have in finding godly counterparts. My name is Tavia, and I am your host. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode one. What are you waiting for? This episode is going to introduce the premise of the show. Now, if you listen to the title of episode one, What Are You Waiting For?, it kind of mocks a common statement that's said to singles in church to signify that we must be doing something wrong as to why we're not married. Um, we're also going to be highlighting the growing amount of single women in church and the imbalance of single men to single women. We also want to highlight this epidemic that the church hasn't seen in such large numbers that there are many, many single women in the church not able to find counterparts, and also the possibility that the church may be childless or have a low number of children because there are many women in the church, but they're not getting married, thus not being able to create families. This show is not to bash anyone. We're not bashing Christian men or women or the church or non-Christians, people who chose not to wait, but just to learn and open up a dialogue and to give a voice to Christian women because many of them feel lonely, forgotten, and rejected on this journey. So as I said, I'm your host. My name is Tavia, and I just want to give a little testimony about my personal journey. Um, I'm 41 years old. I became a Christian when I was six years old, and I've been journeying with the Lord ever since. I am not married. I haven't dated in quite a long time, decades, if you really want to know. And I'm journeying and just waiting patiently for the Lord to show me my Christian husband. So, And I'm just looking for other people who share similar um, sentiments on their journey. So... When we're talking about this epidemic of Christian dating and many women not being able to find a suitable counterpart or godly counterpart, a lot of people want to know, how did this even come about? There may be listeners out there who didn't even know this problem existed, maybe because they're not connected to a church or not connected to a single woman who is a Christian who is not dating. Maybe many people look at a woman and they don't understand why she's single and they have yet to engage her. Um, so how did this all kind of come about? So I want to highlight 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. This is the NIV version I'm reading. It says, Do not be yoked together, which means unequally yoked, with unbelievers. For what does righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? A pastor recently pointed out to me that this verse in the Bible was talking about business contracts, mentioning that you would not want to have a connection or do business with someone who is not a believer because they have different journeys and paths and beliefs and ideas as a believer. When you were growing up in the church, as myself, when the church is speaking to young people about dating, churches apply this verse to advise Christian singles to date and marry only Christians. So this is the verse that is used to um, highlight that path. So this is kind of where it started. So we hope to discover why the ratio of single men to single women is so vast in the church, thus leading to the epidemic of single women finding it difficult to find a suitable partner. Um, just to give an example, um, the church that I used to attend, there would be three Christian men to 20 Christian women. Now, these are not exact numbers, but I'm just giving you an idea of what it's like. So how are these women 
able to find a suitable counterpart, which means 20 women are going to be fighting over three men, and there's going to be 17 unhappy women. So pretty much that kind of sucks. Now I want to talk about five misconceptions about Christian women. Now, sometimes you talk about what you hear, the word on the street, but in the church, we talk about the rumble in the pews. So the rumble in the pews is things that you hear your friends saying, you hear other people saying, and thus you kind of take as, you know, your information. What we hope to do on this show, Women at Wave, is really to get more of a verbatim of what people think. So we're here to talk about five misconceptions about Christian women that I've heard um, through the rumbles in the pews. So a lot of people, a lot of the rumble in the pews have said that Christian women are unattractive, that this is what the Christian men think, that, you know, if they're going to have to settle and be with a Christian woman, then she's not going to be the prettiest girl or maybe not even attractive at all. I'm thinking back to many years ago, I was at a function and there was a gentleman speaking. I was about in my 20s at this point. And the gentleman who was speaking, he was giving a testimony about, you know, encouraging us in dating. And he said, okay, and I'm just paraphrasing. He said, um, I just want to talk to the guys right now. And he said, I know what you guys are thinking. You're thinking that for you to marry a Christian woman, she's going to be ugly, right? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, me feeling really small about that moment kind of just gave a highlight to, yeah, this is what Christian men are thinking, which may contribute to why a lot of Christian women are not married if their Christian men in the church are viewing them as this. Second thing that I've also heard rumble in the pews are that Christian women are picky, that the guys must be many things, that these women have lists, and this is a reflection of society possibly, that he has to be a certain height. He also has to be attractive. He has to make a certain amount of money. Um, he has to have certain education in order for him to be a suitable counterpart. The third misconception that I've heard about Christian women are that we're, we have an attitude, that we're sassy, um, that we're rude, that we're stuck up, that we're unapproachable, that we're not easy to talk to or connect to in opposite to women who are not in the church. I mean, there's many things I could say to that. In defense, if you do find a Christian woman that's sassy, it could be because we're frustrated because we've been single for so long. So anyways, continuing on, Christian women are not fun, that we're too churchy, and all we do is pray. <laughs> okay, I mean, you know, we do know that prayer is important. I'm not going to say, but I believe, like I said, the rumble in the pews has this idea that all we do is we go to church, we go home and pray, wake up in the morning and pray, go to work and pray. And, you know, we don't like to watch movies or everything we do has to have such a strong Christian or godly undertone that is almost legalistic and it doesn't allow any freedom for anyone to, you know, breathe and be real and be normal. The last um, misconception that I've heard about Christian women are that we are not just desperate, but mega desperate which means that every time a Christian man meets a Christian woman, you know, the hunger is just, the hunger for them is just drilling that it's just so off-putting that it's distasteful and, you know, it's just too much or it's too much pressure. You know, to be honest, I would just say that I was definitely that girl and I would like to say it would justify because we've been waiting for such a long time. Like, 
like just to give an example, if you are outside in the cold and you're waiting for a bus and you were hoping the bus to come in five minutes and it's been two hours, when that hour two hits, I can imagine how you look. You're not going to look the same as you did on the fifth minute. You know, you're going to be struggling. You're going to be hungry. You're going to be tired. So that's kind of what it is. So that's why the show, I really want to shed light on the struggles that we have. Because if we are coming off as mega desperate, it's because we've been waiting for two hours so for that bus and I'm sure that anybody who's been waiting for such a long time may come off as mega desperate as well moving on as well so I also want to talk about some struggles that of Christian women and dating that some of the trials that we go through in attempts to find that godly that godly partner you know it's hard like sometimes we just find as we've highlighted before there's not enough Christian men for those who are not believing of this and you are a church attender or the next time you go to church, I just want you to look around, look around and see how many Christian men, you know, when you're in the service, as much as I want you to pay attention to what the pastor is saying, just take a moment and look at how many Christian men do you see in the service? Because if you are going to a church and you can count more than 10 single men, can you please message me? Because that increases the odds. And I've never seen those odds, I think, in a long time. So if you disagree with my three Christian men to 20 Christian women, and you know of a church that has better odds than that, you can please let me know. But from what I've seen is that there's just not enough. There's just not enough Christian men. And we're going to talk about it in another episode, really defining what Christian means. Because one thing that Christian women and myself have noticed on this journey is that what Christian means to some people may differ to others. And I don't want to come from a place of judgment, but we also need to recognize that some people are on a different journey. They're in a different place in their journey in their Christian walk. Another struggle I've noticed for Christian women, again, is that some Christian men choose non-Christian women to date. They identify as a Christian, but the woman that they choose does not identify as a Christian, basically meaning that that verse that I read, 2 Corinthians 6.14, talking about being unequally yoked, is not really a big deal to them. And again, we're not coming from a place of judgment. Like maybe the woman that they you know met, they just really fell in love with and you know, they wanted to choose love. Um, maybe they've never been raised in a church that has really talked to them about, you know, or highlighted, you know, do not only date Christian, only date a Christian women. So, and again, they've never been educated. They've never been talked to about it. Or maybe they have talked, been, maybe they have learned about it. But again, it's just not important to them. And at this point, you know, we're not coming from a place of judgment. I'm just trying to highlight what we have heard. Another point is that some men who say they are Christians really aren't because they're either doing things that are non-Christ-like, that they're engaging in activities that are not reflective of the Bible or what the Bible calls us to live, or they're not going to church. So again, they're not on the same spiritual path, especially online. A lot of women have expressed, um, including myself, experienced that they would go online, this man would identify as Christian, but they're not living a life according to what the Bible calls us to live. Or again, they're not on the same spiritual path. And certain women require that you do certain things. So again, just highlighting back to people who are Christians are on different paths. 
So, and again, we're not coming to a point of judgment and we will decide that, we'll talk about that another time. Another issue is that women can't pursue men or it's looked down upon. So we have to wait for them to approach us. And some of these guys are shy or they're scared or intimidated, especially if you go to the same church. Because if you go to the same church and you're rejected, it's quite awkward. So especially if that gentleman or the other person wants to date someone else in the church, a lot of people don't want to come off as, oh, well, brother so-and-so was dating this girl and he's dating that girl. And again, going to church, it might make it awkward. So firstly, just looking, and I think this is more like a worldly standard where women are kind of discouraged not to approach men because men are supposed to be the chasers. And if the woman is uh, does approach men, she's stepping out of line or stepping out of her order or she's doing something wrong. So that could be tough for a woman. So most of the time we have to hold in these feelings, whereas because society allows a man to approach a woman, he can one week like a woman the next week, um, approach her, she could say no, and that's it. We're a woman, some women, and myself included, we carry around feelings for a very long time. And then sometimes we just can't handle it anymore, and we do approach the guy, and it doesn't work. So we have a year's worth of feelings to have to um, deal with, and it could be really painful. The last thing is that Christian men are picky themselves. Um, their standards are really high because they know they have so many women to choose from. So sometimes, and I can speak for myself, I felt that I would just never measure up. I had a conversation with a Christian male friend, and he said that for, this is before he was married, he said, you know, he has six things the woman must have in order for him to be married. So um, I think on that list, I only hit one. So I was out. And to be honest, I don't even think I know a woman that hit all six of those things. I know there was a woman that he was looking at, and I think she probably hit four. So he was, it, the list was negotiable. But at the end of the day, it's just that, in my experience, in the rumble in the pews, is that Christian men are picky because they have the opportunity to. I guess, you know, if they're just going to the grocery store and they're looking for one apple, the tiniest of bruises, they could say, oh, no, forget her, because I can just keep looking. I know there's a better apple without a blemish. This is just a rumble in the pews that I'm bringing to you. So these are some of the ideas that are out there that contribute to the perils and hardships of Christian women and trying to date. My question to you is that, do you agree or disagree with this? Are there more misconceptions that I left out? Are there other struggles Christian women have with dating? And what about the Christian men? What do you guys think? Please let me know so I can discuss on another podcast. Before I go, I just wanted to leave you with one verse for any woman who is struggling with this topic, especially loneliness, rejection, feeling overlooked among the many other things that can happen. Proverbs 31, chapter 30, um, the NIV version. Um, sure, any Christian woman who is single and who is on that path right now, you are quite familiar with this verse. I still like to bring it to you because it's an OBG, oldie but goodie, and it just rings so much truth. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised, especially the latter. A woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. You know what? We are amazing and please never forget that. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please join me again next time. We'll have a special guest discussing their journey as a single Christian, trying to look for a soulmate and the struggles they've encountered. Thank you for listening to Women That Wait.